Luke chapter 14, and um, I'm going to read verses 28 through 30, and we're going to go through it really quickly. Um, I wanted to give you some word, though, before we went and just had fun and, and those things. Jesus said, for which of you in, intending, and that's a key word here, to build a tower? And I believe that we're in a building or a rebuilding season in the body of Christ. We're in a building or a rebuilding season in the body of Christ. So in, which of you intending to build a tower sits not down first and he counts the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it, lest happily after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying this man began to build but was not able to finish. I'm going to talk to you as long as river lets me on the subject, engaging intention. Say those words with me. Engaging intention. Here's a subtitle for you. Dream big. Come on, shout it. Dream big. So the central theme of these three verses is real simple. Jesus is saying, do not. Are you taking the little lion out, babe? Can we all see his costume that you stayed up all night long making? It's beautiful, babe. You did a great job. Bye, River. You little lion, you. River is the lion of the tribe of Hawkins. Where was I? Luke chapter 14. The central theme of these three verses is this. Do not start something that you do not intend on finishing. Jesus said many times, I have come to finish the work of the Father. The last words he spoke on the cross were three words. It is finished. What is finished? His purpose in the earth. I really want to encourage all of you today. Satan is not threatened by starters. The enemy is not worried about starters. He is threatened by a people who are determined to finish. When Nehemiah is rebuilding the wall in Nehemiah chapter number four, Sanballat and Tobiah came asking five questions. One of the questions was this, will they finish what they have started? Be a finisher. I don't know about you, but there's nothing more frustrating than starting a project and not finishing it. There's nothing worse than a half-washed car. That's personal. But he says these words, which of you intending on building a tower? And I want to talk to you about that tower just for a moment because it's not just a place of observation. But it's a place that is built that gives you the advantage over your enemy. A tower is a place that you ascend and you see the enemy coming before he gets there. Which of you intending on building a tower? It gives you a defense against the enemy. And Jesus specifically says two things. Make it high and make it strong. It was made high to enable one to see an enemy when he approached, but it was made strong so that it could not be easily taken. 
God is good, isn't he? The intention. Which of you intending to build? I wrote down these words this morning. True intention begins with desire. True intention begins with desire, but it ends with determination. It begins with desire, but it ends with determination. Intention literally means a strong purpose, an aim, or an objective accompanied by a determination to produce a desired result. So you must have an, int an intention before you start any kind of implementation. Too many people are already participating in something they didn't plan to build. Do not start before you plan. Failure to plan is what? Planning to fail. And he dares them to dream big because he says, which of you intending on building a tower, a castle, something to be desired? Something huge. The Lord started speaking to me when I read this this morning. And I started thinking about the exceeding greatness of the God we serve. That he does exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or imagine. You know what he's saying? Give me something to work with. Just give me a dream and I will exceed it. Give me a desire and I will supersede it. God just says, have something in you that you want to accomplish. Do not settle to wander aimlessly through life and never accomplish anything. May I dare to submit to you that you were born with a specific assignment? that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are a prototype, you are one of a kind, that God sent you into this earth on purpose, in purpose, and with purpose. You are not an accident. You are somewhere, someone going somewhere, doing something. And God gave you that plan before you were ever created in your mother's womb. I better stop. Five things concerning Engaging intention. Number one is imagination. Imagination is a powerful thing. Imagination replays your past and preplays your future. Imagination replays your past, but it preplays your future. Imagination is the screen in your mind which you get to watch the movie of yourself. So the question is, how are you looking in your movie? Imagination is so powerful that in Genesis chapter 11, it's the first time we're introduced to it. And God is impressed with it. They're building the Tower of Babel, and God says, if we do not go down and confuse their language, they will do whatever they imagine themselves to do. What is the root word of imagination? Image. We are created in the image of God. I just have a strong conviction that when we exercise our imagination in a godly way, we are most like God. We are most like Jeremiah who says this, 
I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and give you a great future. I know the kids are getting restless. Let me, the natives are getting restless. Let me, let me hurry through this. I always say these words, you will ultimately become what you imagine yourself to be. See yourself as a finished product. Someone once said your imagination allows you the fabulous luxury of thinking from the end. Seeing yourself at the fulfillment of your intention. And there's no stopping someone who can think from the end. Why? Because that's how God thinks. The prophet Isaiah says he starts with the end and then he gives the end a beginning. May I submit to you that you are not all that you're going to be? See yourself. Listen, why would God start something? He, he, he's, Paul said these words. I've learned a lot of stuff, but I'm confident of one thing. That he who began a good work in you shall also complete it. Number two. Number one is imagination. Number two is elimination. I'll go through these quickly now. Eliminate any input that speaks contrary to God's intention for your life. Eliminate any input that speaks contrary to God's intention for your life. Disengage from things that devalue who you are or distract you from where you are going. Everyone say imagination. Now say elimination. Number three is contemplation. Practice positive thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Let me help you with that. Stop thinking of all of the obstacles and stop thinking of what is missing. When the prophet got to the widow's house, man, I, I was going to just go through this thing. I got to hurry. In 2 Kings chapter 4, she says she's complaining about what all she's losing. And what does the prophet say? He doesn't he didn't mention her lack. He says, what is in your house? All you have is, all you need is what you have. All you need is what you have. Can you say amen to that? Because if you'll just give God what you have, he'll multiply it. Contemplation. Think about what you have, not what is missing. I'm going too fast, but I got to hurry. Number four, foundation. Number one is what? Imagination. Number two is what? Elimination. Number three is what? Contemplation, number four is foundation. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Matthew 6, All that is missing in your life will find you when you seek the kingdom. You don't have to look for it. It's looking for you. The word first means the foundation or things that are fundamental. You know what I've been praying? God, get us back to the basics. Get us back to the fundamentals of serving you. Help us to return to our first love where we seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these things are added to us. The first thing is the one thing that affects everything that comes after it. The first thing is the one thing that affects everything that comes after it. That's why Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9 says these words. Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of all your increase. With your what? First. And then he says your barns will be filled with plenty. And your presses shall break out with new wine. What is number one? Imagination. Number two? Number three? Contemplation. Number four? Contemplation. 
Foundation. Here's number five. Contribution. And I'm done. Number five is contribution. Jesus said where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. We get that backwards. We say where your heart is, your treasure is. Jesus didn't say that. He said where your treasure is, your heart is. You show me where your heart is when you show me where you put your treasure. Someone once said, show me your checkbook and I'll show you your priority. The investment you make into God's kingdom ultimately produces the manifestation of his intention for your life. The investment you make, contribution, the investment you make into God's kingdom ultimately produces the manifestation of his intention for your life. What are you saying, Pastor Rick? Invest in his interest. You just missed that right there. Invest in what God is interested in. Find God's heart and invest there. If God's heart is God's house, invest there. If God's heart is helping the poor, invest there. Find God's interest and place your investment there. What happens when you do all five of these things? When you practice these five principles, it allows you the opportunity to build something that is strong and lasting. When you practice these five principles, it allows you the opportunity to build something that is strong and lasting. It gives you a defense against the enemies of your destiny, and it protects your prophetic future. Let's go through them one more time. Number one, imagination. Number two, elimination. Number three, contemplation. Number four, foundation. That's so important. And number five, contribution. And that's what you're about to have an opportunity to do. The Lord said, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. Let's all contribute today. Let's all engage today. Let's all be intentional today about advancing God's kingdom in our generation. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for this season of giving. Thank you for the word this morning. I pray that all five of these principles find a place of rest in the hearts of all these people. That they wouldn't just hear it, but they would apply it. I thank you that this word will produce fruit. Some 30, 60, and I'm praying a hundredfold in the hearts of all of these people. Bless our children today as we enjoy this festival. I plead the blood of protection over every family in Quest Church. I speak healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Well, you're about to be blessed. The, the porters are going to serve you right now. There's an envelope close to you. If um, you need an envelope, please raise your hand. We'll get you one. Let me ask this question. Is there anyone here for the first time today? Wave at me real big, like a radical wave. Awesome. There's one. Thank you for being here. That's a radical wave. Anyone else? Any other radical wavers? Awesome. Oh, I see you now. I'm sorry. Thank you for being here. Anyone else? Come on, clap your hands for all of our guests today. Awesome. If you get an opportunity, we'd love to meet you and give you a gift and just thank you for being with us. Listen, you're about to be really blessed. A few weeks ago, you got to enjoy Ken Holloway. Did y'all enjoy Ken? How many of you remember David Huff a few months ago, I guess, from David and the Giants? He was with us. You're meeting my family. Like, I go back 25, 30 years with these guys.
And the guy you're about to hear, in my opinion, is one of the best songwriters that I've ever been around. He was actually, were you born in San Antonio, Bruce? But your mom lived there. You was raised there. And let me tell you about Bruce. Bruce is, I could give you a, a long list of country music stars he's like best friends with. Ricky Skaggs. Anybody love Ricky Skaggs? And so Bruce, you know, he just hangs out in Nashville and writes with these guys. And we've stayed in each other's homes. Many times I wanted to call him Bruce Hawkins. He reminds me of my brother Doug so much. He's just laid back and super cool. He put the C on cool. And I love this man, his wife, his four children. We are really family. And to have him here with us today, I cannot tell you what it means to me. And uh, I want you to get on your feet and really give Bruce Carroll the quest welcome. Can you do that, y'all? Let him know. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, what, what a treat it is to be here. What a blessing it is to be with Pastor Rick and Giovanna, who I've not met yet. Hi. River, who has got to be one of the most universally beautiful little boys I have ever seen. I mean, is that kid handsome or what? Looks just like his mom, which is a good thing. Uh, Britt, could you uh, turn this, uh, oh, you know what, it would help if I turn this on. You know, sound guys get blamed for so much that they have nothing to do with. There we go. Well, I don't remember the day I was born, but I remember the day I was born again. It was August 15, 1979, that's when I cried out to Jesus and he heard my cry and he set me free and delivered me from drug addiction and uh, the wrath of God. And uh, that's the greatest exchange any of us are ever afforded the luxury to make, exchanging our filthy rags of unrighteousness for the righteousness of God through his son Jesus, who is the only way. Once upon a time, upon a hill far away, an unfair proposition before a righteous man was made. He could have changed the situation, but instead chose to obey the great exchange. An eternity he traveled to be there at that place. The chosen destination to show mankind God's grace. His longing to redeem us, it could only be explained at the great exchange. At the great exchange, even then he knew me and he bore such pain. He did it all for love, an undeserving servant who will never be the same since the great exchange. 
I've walked that same hillside as I knelt down to pray. He showed me all the wrong I'd done and the price he paid that day. Oh, and I rose forgiven. His loss became my gain at the great exchange. Everything that mankind lost, Jesus has reclaimed. The pathway to eternity by his death arranged. And all of this he offers if you'll meet him today at the grave. At the great exchange, even then he knew you and he bore such pain. He did it all for love, an undeserving servant who will never be the same since the great exchange. Yes, the great exchange. Oh, and he bore such pain and he did it all for love An undeserving servant Who will never be the same Since the great exchange Yes, the great exchange The great I've written over, I don't know, well over 100 songs, and I rarely know what I'm going to do until I get up. But last night I had this, this uh, thought pop into my head as, uh, uh, as soon as I got to the hotel. Um, and I thought of a song I wrote years ago and I haven't done in years. And uh, it turns out I'm sitting back in the office and Pastor Rick is on his way in, and so he calls Josh, and he says, Man, tell Bruce to sing Pray Hard. I love that song. I haven't heard that song in a long time, and that was the song that I worked on last night in my hotel room. Now, I haven't done this song in about 10 years. I was able to conjure up the words last night, so I'm praying believing that they're going to come back. But, folks, if we have ever needed to pray hard, it is now. It is right now. And I'm not, you know, like talking about sheepish prayers. I'm talking about, oh, God prayers to boldly go to the throne of grace. God listens to our prayers. He hears us. And this world needs to know Jesus. So much evil all around us It's bound to shake our confidence We're heading nowhere down the wrong 
I'm going to sing one more song about hope. What a crazy world we live in. There's a lot of hurting people outside the walls of Quest Church. But there's never been a better time to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
people are afraid, they're uncertain, they're fearful because they don't know Jesus. Nikki and I have more of an have have had more opportunities to share the gospel in produce sections of grocery stores, checkout lines, gas stations, because people are looking for God, and they just don't know how to find Him until somebody who loves Him, one of Jesus's beloved, shares the good news. So I want to encourage anybody who might be having a difficult time because we uh, are not going to be able to escape the trials and tribulations of life, but, but, but God takes us through each and every one of them. So if you're going through some hard times, there is always hope. And uh, please, as the body of Christ, let's be about his business and be ready to, to offer hope to those that so desperately need it. Sometimes we go through trials that are so hard to bear. We lift our face to heaven. God, are you really there? I've asked that same question. I've been down that road. Been through it all. I now can tell you. He's always let me know there is hope. So hold on, there is hope. God has sent me here to tell you there is hope. Yes, he knows just what you're going through and what the future holds as long as Jesus lives. There is hope. He was bruised for our transgressions, nailed upon a tree. He cried out to the Father, Why have you forsaken me? All but through the suffering Savior, He brought healing to our pain. And the one who raised him from the dead can restore us all again. There is hope, so hold on, there is hope. God has sent me here to tell you there is hope. Yes, he knows just what you're going what the future holds as long as Jesus lives there is hope he promised he would share our sorrows and bear our heavy load the road that we are traveling will one day turn to gold sent me here to tell you there is hope and he knows just what we're going through and what the future holds as long as Jesus lives 
long as Jesus lives, as long as Jesus lives, there.